We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Judge my physical mental suit, my physical as well as my mental suit fitness. Coffee time. And welcome to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club, Conservative Hour of Power, and Enlightenment Salon. What a week we have had. I'm Jason Floyd, your host, owner of Ammo Can Coffee Social Club, and I am joined once again by uh, Loretta Eaton, and uh, she has a stack of stuff and stickers and all kinds of goodies for us today. Lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about, but... Uh, how are you doing, Loretta? You you seem to be moving a little slower today. Oh, great! You know, uh, sometimes it gets you down. You, you you go online and you look at stuff, and uh, today was not a good week. Th- well, this was not a good week, actually, for a lot of stuff. Well, let me let me let me ask you. Uh, I mean, do you feel that physically? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I I'm I'm leading. I'm yeah. leading with some leading questions. Oh. No, but I, I I think it's deliberate too. Uh, the more reading I do, the more I realize that there's a um, th- there's definitely something we want to have happen to us. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I was stuck. I was stuck all week. Actually, for the last couple of weeks, I've been physically stuck, and I mean not metaphorically, but physically. Uh, just all the stress and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just 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 life and getting repeatedly punched in the face by the media and the government and, you know, this looming threat of lockdowns and masking and, you know, uh, they want to wear us down. But it had it had started to affect my health. Also, I had to do a bunch of manual labor. And and my my favorite form of manual labor <laughs> is is picking up a, a, a fresh cup of. coffee but you know scott adams that first (laughs) sip you know you have scott adams dilbert yeah yeah he he, they do a sip together you should you should do that (laughs) well you know that's that's uh generally the type of labor i don't mind too much but uh we have been working our tails off to get this new coffee shop open across town over at the cook inlet academy christian school and it's a drive-through. It's a community project of the Amokan Coffee Social Club, and uh, it is going to be called Eagles Perk, as you know the uh, uh, Anchorage Christian, or not Anchorage, but the uh, um, the Cook Inlet Academy. Uh, so if you hear me talking about CIA, it's not mm-hmm. like the deep <laughs> operatives. It's uh, it's just those Christian folks over there with all the smart kids. Um, we're working with CIA and, uh, we're about ready to open the drive through, but I have been working my tail off and I had a number of things happen. I, I was in an auto accident a couple of years ago. And so I have a tendency to throw my back out and I was a little bit late to the podcast this morning because I got rolfed. Have you ever been rolfed? Yeah. It sounds really gross though. <laughs> It just sounds gross, but it's actually a form of massage. Yeah, well, you know, um, 
rolfing has come a long way. Uh, you oh. know, when, when I was a kid in high school, my brother was a hockey player and I was cross country runner and stuff, but I didn't need the rolfing as much as he did. And, um, he basically used to like bring you close to close to, uh, uh, the agony that you would expect right before death's door, you know, go in and move your heart around and move your muscles and <laughs> move your organs and, mm. you know, and and sometimes it seemed like so much voodoo, but uh, I went and got rolfed today. Man, I'll have to tell you, it, it has come, I mean, back in the 90s, there was like the dark ages, you know. They, they, it seemed like they did everything short of uh, using the leeches, <laughs> but, uh, but now it's high tech. Yeah. It's okay. high tech. They're using really? like lasers and, uh, cooling. Um, I don't know. They're like vibrating hammers. Oh. And, um, uh, I had eight ribs out, eight count them all on my right side, eight ribs. And I was just, man, I was bound up, but Mark Hutton, local, okay. uh, local rolfer, He's semi-retired, but uh, he still takes clients, I think, one one or two days a week. Um, Mark said, hey, let's get you fixed. And so I went to Mark, and it was about an hour. And I'll tell you what, I am standing taller. He said my leg was an inch out. Uh, he said, mm. you're a mess. So I want to put uh, put out Mark uh, Mark's name and say thank you, Mark, for the adjustment. <laughs> You know, many people have been telling me I need to be adjusted, so <laughs> I have, I, I, it's official, I've been adjusted. Adjusted. I've been adjusted. To the right or to the <laughs> left? <laughs> well, well, you know, I guess it would be to the right to because the right. it was all of the ribs on my right side uh, were out. So okay. now they're all perfectly aligned. <laughs> aligned. Yes, the right. But aligned with who? The right has been aligned, yeah. So, aligned with who? Well, with me with my, you. and myself. Okay. And I guess Mark for yeah, a moment yeah, yeah but um so thank you to mark hutton and um this is uh kind of an interesting thing you know mark barters with me so he uh he has uh we have an arrangement and uh next friday we are going to do a concert here normally we close at five mm. but uh we're gonna do a concert from six to eight next monday not Monday, Friday, sorry. And uh, it's going to feature Mark Hutton. And uh, he's got about a two-hour playlist that he's put together. He's a quite talented musician. And um, it's going to be a donation at the door. Um, so generally, he gives those to the food pantry to help out uh, local residents. And I'd just like to, you know, I know we've talked a little bit long on this, but just want to thank him for being uh, just an awesome conservative member of our community and willing to be creative when it comes to helping me solve my problems and uh you know he's a really giving genuine and uh, gentle um i would say leader in our community although he would probably argue he's not a leader uh, so thank you mark and we hope to see everybody here on friday night for some good music and and fellowship at the social club so you've Throwing a bunch of stickers at me today. Oh, let, yeah. Let me read a couple of these. Great. Here's a sticker with a, a hand, a uh, finger pointing directly, kind of like the Uncle Sam photo mm. or poster. But it's just the hand. It says, you are powerful. Start acting like it. The next one says, it's always darkest before the dawn. There's another sticker that says, 
This sticker is harder to remove than your bodily <laughs> autonomy and civil liberties were. Yeah. Were. Oh, wow. Were. Let's reread that. Yeah. That was rather profound. Yeah. This a sticker is harder to remove than mm-hmm. your bodily autonomy and civil liberties were. And I have one here that says mass noncompliance is the only way to end this nightmare. Mask non mass non mass mass so not to be confused with mask but could also be yeah, a corollary mask, to it that could, yeah yes so here's another one that says sick until proven healthy is yeah. no less tyrannical than guilty until proven innocent mm-hmm. and this one I've got I do whatever my TV tells me to do. <laughs> Which we have a whole. That's straight out of. That's straight out of like Fahrenheit 450. Yeah. Well, four, what is it? 451. 451. Yeah. We have a whole group of people yeah. that are. You know. Their you know that was that was a that was a prophetic book, wasn't that? It was 1984 Animal Farm. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's hundreds yeah, of them. But that four. I remember yeah. the four Fahrenheit 451. They talked about yeah. a society that was drugged. They were they were they were addicted to pharmaceuticals, fast cars, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. all the walls in their houses were TV screens. Yep, we're getting there. We're getting you there. You know, I have a TV at home that's almost a wall. Almost, a, almost, uh-oh, almost you're a wall. Into it's, it. it's watching me. You love this me. one, Bill Gates. Oh, with a with, with the, the your body, my choice, with a syringe. Oh. Yeah. Any business that puts a roof over somebody's head or food in somebody's belly is an essential business. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. I you like could, that you, one. You should that's, put that up. That's pretty cool. Oh, this is the, here's here's a here's a pictorially a graphic one. It has a, a very beautiful silhouette of a woman in. That's not quite a what kind of what kind of dress would you say that is? Oh, from the fifties. Very 50s. very feminine, you know, Marilyn Monroe type. Yeah, yeah, so high heels, high you know, heel. like six inch stilettos. Yeah. She's walking. Uh, her dress says freedom on it, mm-hmm. and she's walking the silhouette of. A tiny T-Rex that says uh, on a leash that says uh, security. All of a sudden, the T-Rex grows in the next uh, cell, and security <laughs> is much, much larger than freedom. Yeah. And she's having trouble controlling it. And yeah. then the the final cell is a picture of, well, security's eating the yeah the beautiful silhouette of the woman. Well, it does. You can have too much. You can have too much safety. You too can have too safety. much security. Yeah. You know, and we're seeing in, I mentioned last week that Australia is making a second quarantine facility. Canada is building some too, and I did not realize that. So if they feel, I'm trying to understand if Australia feels it's got its COVID problem under control, why are they building? And they're massive. There's a thousand, I think, in one and a thousand in another. But that's a relatively large amount of people when you consider Australia really hasn't had that many COVID cases. I cannot believe how many how many things they have in this packet of stickers. It's this wonderful. Is, this is if you are afraid to live your life because you might die, then you have already died. And then there's uh, your obedience is prolonging this nightmare. Oh, this this two two mice saying and one mouse is saying to the other, are you going to get the COVID vaccine? The other mouse says, are you crazy? They still haven't finished the human trials. <laughs> you know, you know, interesting point. Yeah, interesting point. You know, one of the vaccines didn't even receive animal testing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't know and, that. And, and then one of the other ones received animal testing on ferrets. And guess what happened to the ferrets? They died. They all died. They all but, died. But, thankfully, thankfully, uh, you know, they, they went ahead and approved the, the, va- the vaccine anyway. Well, they, they, they had some computer models, you know. <laughs> the, the models yeah. said the ferrets weren't actually dead. They were just sleeping. They might. It probably said they might live. <laughs> they were in a deep yeah, sleep. Yeah. But here you go. Pfizer's got a, t- uh, uh, a two a day, twice per day COVID pill oh, to take. Did you Did wow. you know about this? You're How not, convenient. I actually, when I saw this, I thought this was, was from the Babylon Bee. Is it, is it called uh, ivermectin? No, I have no idea what it's called. But in addition to the vaccine. In addition to the vaccine. So they're going to vaccinate you every six months, and then you're going to take twice a day COVID pill. Okay, here we go. Be honest with yourself. If you really believed there was a deadly pandemic going on, you would be at home right now instead of reading this yeah. sticker. And then here's the other half of the story. Have you heard of RSV? RSV oh, yeah, is yeah. respiratory synictal virus. Yeah, they, we used to have seasons of RSV where they're, you know all the little kids would get they're, RSV. They're fast-tracking. Uh, mRNA vaccine. So this is for your children. Mm. So this is this is all. How kind of them. Yeah. So, you know, they just. So the stickers are. Yeah, from tell a group. us more about the, the stickers. stickers are from a group called the White Rose, and you find it on Telegram. Now you've been talking about this for the last couple of episodes, but you finally yeah. brought some. So I finally brought t- some. Tell us the process I, behind them. Well. How I got them? Yeah. Okay, there's a, for each country, I can, at the end, I will give uh, Jason the info on how to get to the Telegram account. You, uh, they have a site where you enter your country. Cause, okay. Because they can, all have. Can you find them online? Can you just look up the White Rose? Uh, you can look up the White Rose. White and I Rose. Think project I or think you can link there to the telegram because okay I think yeah. telegram you have to sign up for right right is that how telegram works I think for so. an outside person yeah and they've done telegram because they haven't been shut down right they were shut down when they tried to do this they started this on Facebook this has been going on for about five six months and you said it started in England it started in England because they're much more coercive there and it was this protest it was a really simple protest and you you buy this uh, label printer and they just stick them up on places and they kind of have rules they say try to do it on it's really not not private businesses but try to do it on any info that they have for the covid virus oh so like on a flyer like on a flyer or a poster so so you're not really defacing public property no um they have all over their metro system their underground they'll have covid posters everywhere everywhere on the streets on the bus so I you wonder know, the if bus waiting like, stations. people have totally covered the yeah, posters with stickers. Yeah, they have. And, um, <laughs> you know, this goes along with the Saturday protests that they've done. But they're country-specific, a lot of them, because you can get French ones or German or... So I could get this in uh, Nihongo. In, in Japanese. Probably. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's totally volunteer. The people that do it... Um, I could can, get stickers to plant in Deutschland. Yes, you can. Okay. And uh, it's totally anonymous. There's a site that you go to. You put your name in. Do you have to wear a hoodie to apply one? No. No. Okay. But w- hey, you know what they're doing to conservatives? You might have to. I know you could wear, wear the black ba- you could balaclava. Wear, you could wear a COVID mask. COVID mask. Yeah. And and dark sunglasses. <laughs> dark sunglasses. <laughs> but 
um, well, this is this is interesting. We'll we'll go ahead and read some more of these as the show goes on. But a um, yeah. uh, couple of things. Um, so we'll get to more vaccine and COVID madness uh, here later in the show. But I wanted to talk about Superior Septic. Superior Septic. Okay. Yeah, a and, sponsor. Uh, no, no, not a sponsor. Oh. Um, and it's not it's not a uh, it's not an infectious disease, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is what the name implies. It is a company locally just started by Clinton Walsh, and I have Clinton's card here because uh, his company really sucks. <laughs> you might say he has a crappy job. Um, no, but seriously, too, you know, you know, um, in our community, I, in, and I wanted to talk about this because this is pressing in the news right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Congress has a bill in front of it that uh, where they want to increase the power of the unions. And uh, you may have seen some of the ads saying, call your congressman and tell, you know, Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan to pound sand if they... Uh, they don't actually say that, but I, I think we should tell them to pound sand if they think that they're gonna they're gonna vote for this bill. But uh, but essentially, um, you know, Superior Septic exists today because of a lack of competition mm. in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we used to have Aardvark pumping, and there was another pumping company I can't remember of and uh, about. But uh, at some point in the last you know 10, 15 years. Uh, there was only one. Hmm. We had we had come down to one, and I was looking at opening a drive-through in Anchorage. So I was doing all the research on it, and you know, uh, not having a brick-and-mortar facility that would essentially be on a trailer on wheels and complying with all the government regulations. I had to have a bathroom, mm-hmm. and so short of building a bathroom in the building I was looking at, I thought, well, maybe I'll just uh, get a, a porta potty. So I called the porta potty company up there. Ex- Expecting it to be exorbitantly expensive, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no. If you sign a year contract, we'll uh, we'll uh, come and and um, pump it once a month, clean it twice a week or twice twice a month, and um, uh, it'll be forty five bucks a month." <laughs> it's like, wow, <laughs> wow. You know, I pay more in in Anchorage wastewater uh, fees at the bed and breakfast we run. for their toilets yeah and uh you know now porta potty is no nice home toilet but uh but it is a loo nonetheless and um when i inquired about the same services on the peninsula imagine my surprise when i was quoted three hundred dollars a month yeah because i rented one several years ago when they renovated my home and it was highway robbery tremendously expensive yeah well you know and and that's not to say that uh the private business owner and i've met the owner he's a nice guy um shouldn't be able to sell a service for whatever he thinks he can get yeah thinks he can get but but the point here is is that when there's no competition then you're gonna pay more yeah and the customer service may not be as great as it might have otherwise mm-hmm. been if that business was competing for your yeah. business. Yeah. And um, hats off to Superior Septic. Yeah. They have one truck. Um, I did uh, not. I did not hire them. Um, I actually hired another company that, when they heard about the cost, and it was the company in Anchorage, oh, ironically, that yeah. I had talked to about that that porta potty. Uh, they had heard about what was being charged on the peninsula, and they went shoot. 
there's enough margin there for us to drive our trucks from yeah. Anchorage, come down to the peninsula, yeah. pump somebody's septic, drive them all the way yeah. back to Anchorage, and still make a profit. Yeah. Isn't that sad? I mean, that's that's how that's high sad. the prices locally got. Yeah. And so now that company's got so much business, they can't keep up. <laughs> and because they couldn't keep up, they yep. called this guy. Uh-huh. So I had, I had scheduled a pumping at my mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. And... I got a call from Superior Septic saying, hey, we're here to pump your uh, uh-huh. your septic. And I'm like, ah, I didn't hire you. Yeah. Hired around the clock. And I said, well, yeah, funny story. Uh, they, they're too busy. And when they're too busy, they asked me to pick up the slack. Oh, gosh. So that's how much business there is. And this guy's doing, and he's, and he's busier than he can, he can yeah. imagine. And he's on, he's on track to, you know, expand his business next year. So, um, you know, when... When we talk about forced unionization, now what bill is this? You know, do you know I, offhand? Yeah, you know, what the name I, of it I is. I had and what it, it this morning. To? So the unionized. I'm just looking online real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is dead air, which is not good. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, darn it and so it's it's some, do you know it's, it's a noble sounding act well they you know? all sound noble you know it's they it's, all uh, sound noble it's uh put everybody to work act yeah basically but uh you know i was on alignable this week which is um, a social networking site for local business uh-huh. where businesses network okay. with each other and i i'd seen somebody make one of they, they have a chat room yes. sort of yeah. thing you know on different different threads and there was a local guy that was saying, you know, well, if we would just pay everybody a, a living wage of $15 an hour, you know, this wouldn't be a problem. But that's not, you know, that's not true. Canada has a minimum wage of pretty close to $15. I know Australia does. And they still have all the same problems that we do. I just think people have this delusion that if you just paid more, things would stay the same price and people would have more money. But that's not the way it works. If you pay people more, everything goes up in value. Everything goes up in price. Yeah, you know, it. it's it's really frustrating because this is just basic economics. Yeah, it, this is This it is. is it, and I don't want to think that people in our community are actually that stupid. No, but they are. They but are. I... They are. I wish they weren't. Well, I don't know how you solve stupid. There's no Listen one. to the Hour of power, power and Enlightenment, Enlightenment Salon. Salon. Brought or, to you or, weekly. Or come join us. Or come join us. Come join us. Because we can really, sit really after I mean we, we can we could talk about why this doesn't work. You know, and, and as I did, I I don't really like to wade into the fray of these stupid online arguments, mm. you know, on social but you media. Did. But you I, did. I, ah, I couldn't help okay. myself. Good on you. You know, I, 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 I said basically, I was like, well, you know, get ready for a $10 latte. Yeah. Served to you by a barista who could care less. Yeah. Because her job is secured yeah. by a union. Oh, and by the way, make sure to realize that that's not going to come from a local purveyor of gourmet coffee, but it's going to come from a corporate store because... The local operator is yeah. not going to be able to afford no. the union wages. And, oh, by the way, actually the corporate store is probably not even going to hire that barista mm-hmm. anymore because they're going to figure out a way to serve it to you by a computer. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The computer will probably make it better than the barista. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. You've just put the barista out of work. Yeah. You've increased the, co- the cost of your coffee, uh, contributed to, you know, inflation, yeah. and killed 
uh, the middle class, all 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 yeah. by by you know espousing this basic living wage. So did they? Um, I didn't even bother to see if they followed oh, up. Oh, okay. It wasn't okay. worth any more of my time. Yeah, no. That's but I, I felt vindicated. Well, you know. At some point, you have to, because I don't. I think as long as we sit back and just kind of talk about it amongst ourselves in little quiet voices. <coughs> Excuse me. But I'd, I'd, I think we think... Excuse me, you better keep talking. Mm. So, uh, Loretta is choking on her words right now. Um, I inhaled the wrong way. <laughs> okay. Gosh. But yeah, no, I, I swear there were no bones in that bottle of water. <laughs> they should be, I, I think there were. But I think as long as we just... In America, they've cowed us to the point where if you have any, an opinion that's opposite, you're ashamed of it. And we shouldn't be. Well, we have to push back. Well, We, yeah. we have to push back. And, um, you know, when you push back and then they, they, uh, they attack you, yeah. you know you're being effective. And the harder they attack you... Mm-hmm the more traction and territory you're actually gaining. I think it was Abraham Lincoln that said you can, and this is my summarized version of it, but you can judge the caliber of a man by the caliber of his enemies. Oh, okay. So, so conservatives uh, must have some... Some serious, serious, serious points to prove. Yeah. Because, because the enemies, enemies are many. Are many, and they're very vocal, and they're spending millions of dollars trying to convince us that we've got a problem. Right. So, you know, we're in this death spiral in our economy right now. We went from one of the most prosperous periods in American history overnight to a period where we have runaway inflation. We have uh, ever-increasing prices at the gas pump. Now, uh, and, and Joe Biden blames the Delta variant. Oh, the Delta variant, the de- yes. Delta variant but, you know, in. he said that taxes will fix the problem. Oh, more tax. I like that So, idea. so if yeah. we can get more taxes, yeah. and, oh, and taxing the rich. And so oh. we're gonna we're gonna tax the rich. I, I think we should tax a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's his plan. No, no, really. So I'm, I, I really think wouldn't that solve all the problems if we just worked and then gave them all our money and then they could give it back to and us? And they could take care of us. And they could take care. of us? They could give us, us our, our daily COVID pill. You know, it's kind of like what the um, state house and senate in Alaska are doing because you know we have the permanent fund. There was a formula that worked for many years. And all of a sudden, they came along, and they thought they knew better. Well, didn't they? Well, I don't know. Because we're too stupid you know, to know. And and I actually had one of them say to me, "You can't give people that much money." Oh, who was that? Oh, I'm I'm not going to oh, say. Oh no no. no see no. see no. <laughs> now you you said you were just you were just no, stepping. No. You, you know you know. <laughs> Come on. Not going I, to. I'm throwing out some bait. Come on, no, let's go. No, let's go. Not, but you people would know this person. I'm see. I'm not even saying he, him, they, whatever. But this person implied that, and at the time, the formula was looking to distribute. It was two or three thousand dollars. It was when the stock market was really high and had been doing well. And uh, they just said, well, we can't give people that much money. <laughs> now, Loretta, I'm going to read this sticker. Oh, no. 
I'm going to read this sticker. Oh, no. We've become a society of spineless, muzzled cowards. We have, but I, I think this person... You're still not going to tell me. No, because this person should be allowed to defend themselves. Okay. Because well, they tell, were quite you what, young in tell, their tell you what, political you, career. You go ahead and, and you can tell us, and then we'll invite them onto the show to defend themselves. No. No, no. Okay. All right. So, so you and I will have to talk off air. We'll yeah. find out who this person is. Invite them to come. Then you can ask them the question. Then they can defend themselves. Yes, because I, you know, they... they are, are you saying that they've changed their position since you first heard that? They may have gone underground with their position and come out with a position that's more makes them more electable. Oh. <laughs> is maybe what happened. They've become wise in their uh, short political career. Well, I just think... Anytime you get a politician that sits down and says, we as a group that sit in a little room that get people to bring us coffee and they bring us sandwiches and we get exclusive seats on airplanes and we have people that cater to us. I, I went, And then they sit down and they say, well, I know how to spend your money more than you do. I kind of look at them funny because I go, you know, maybe you forgot how to make money. Or that some of us don't have those bennies that you have, right? And and it, I think it distorts their view, because how else do you explain it? People go even in the Alaska House and Senate, they go there and they lose their minds. You know, God, it's. Uh, and and you know where they are right now, they're still there. They're still in Juneau. Well, it's just it's just they should be embarrassed session, and ashamed. The session was supposed to start in January. Yes. They, well, they 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 wasted a whole month organizing. Well, that bill you're that you you're going to bring up later, House Bill 175, it was proposed or whatever they call it in in January, March, April, April, and and now all of a sudden they're looking at it. How many other bills are there like that? We need to most of them, most of them, most of the bills, and I that were. Generated by the conservative caucus. I haven't ever seen the light of day. Unless the the Democrats wanted to pervert them, twist them, and make them their own bills to do something completely different. But even Democrat bills, the important ones, sit there until the very last minute. And and I don't understand that rationale. Well, let's talk about the bill. Let's talk about uh, COVID-19 immunization rights, an act relating to COVID-19 immunization rights. For those of you who are interested in actually reading the text yourself, you can go to the Alaska State Legislature website, click on Bills and Laws, or you can go to the search bar and just search HB 175. This was uh, submitted by Representative Ben Carpenter, a local here uh, out of Nikiski. And, uh, you know, it was submitted quite a while ago, like mm-hmm. you said. Mark. And so so here we are with uh, the discussion of, you know, the Delta variant and increasing lockdowns. And oh, and never m- Lambda and Mu. Lambda and Mu. Those are the next two variants. Oh. And, and every, nobody's talking about Lambda. They're I can't all talking wait for the Mu variant. Mu is going to be fun. It's, it, it's M-U. It's either Mu. Is that Mu? I, I'm going gonna, gonna to pronounce it Mu. <laughs> Mu. Okay. Mu. So... Uh, Anyway, uh, so here's the text. It says, an act relating to COVID-19 immunization rights, be it enacted by the legislature of the state of Alaska. Section 1. AS 1809.09 is amended by adding new sections to read Article 2A, COVID-19 immunization rights. 
Section 1809-270, access to areas and services, notwithstanding a disaster emergency declared, a disaster emergency declared by the governor under <laughs> AS 262302C, a business, a state agency, the University of Alaska, or a municipality, school district, or other unit of local government may not require an individual to undergo medical vaccination against COVID-19 or prove that the individual has been vaccinated against COVID-19 to access an area or service that is open to the public. In this subsection, business has the meaning given in AS 1835-399. Section 1809-280, Exercise of Rights and Access to Benefits. Notwithstanding a disaster emergency declared by the governor under AS 262302C, a state agency or municipality school district or other unit of local government may not adopt or issue a regulation, ordinance, order, or similar policy that requires an individual to undergo medical vaccination against COVID-19 or prove that the individual has been vaccinated against COVID-19 to exercise a lawful right or receive benefit that is available to the public. So you have to understand that section sound a lot like the first section, mm-hmm. but there our laws are so complex with so many different nuanced mm-hmm. areas that when they send a bill like this to legal, legal has to work to uh, unify it. They, they call it unifying. Mm. The legislation so that it doesn't contradict itself in another section Mm -hmm. somewhere else. So under section 1809-290 definitions in AS 1809-270 and through through 1809-290 section 1, COVID-19 means the novel coronavirus caused by the severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus Mm -hmm. 2, SARS-CoV-2. Number two, school district means a borough school district, a city school district, a regional educational attendance area, a state boarding school, and the state centralized correspondence study program. (laughs) Section three, state agency has the meaning given in AS 4021-150. Section, uh, subsection two, AS 2310 is amended by adding new sections to article seven to read... Section 2310.445, prohibiting virus vaccination as condition of employment. Okay, so we've talked about the government. Now let's see if this actually talks about uh, private business or if this is just government jobs. A, unless other uh, authorized by federal law, yeah. an employer may not require an employee or applicant for employment to undergo or pro- prove receipt of a medical Mm -hmm. vaccination against COVID-19 as a condition of employment. B, an employee or applicant for employment may refuse to undergo a vaccination against COVID-19 required by an employer if, one, the employer's vaccination requirement violates A of this section. Uh, Two, the vaccination is medically contraindicated for the employee or applicant. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? Contraindicated. 
And it's in medically. Right. So medically that contraindicated. Yeah. Not indicated. No. It, like it would be contrary to it, it, their health yeah, yeah. to take it. So, so but, but if, you're you're, if you're immune compromised, maybe. Yeah, but So then you're still relying on a medical, another person to make that decision for you at that right. point. Right. So yeah. So uh, that, that still doesn't touch on personal choice. No, not yet. Uh, number three. Uh, undergoing the vaccination would be contrary to a sincerely held religious yeah. belief yeah. of the employer applicant. Mm-hmm. So either you are religious and you sincerely hold that belief, or you suddenly find God yeah. or religion. Still not, <laughs> you know. Still not straight up, I choose not to do it. Yeah, not yet. Okay. So let's see if we get to that. C. An employer may not discriminate against an employee or applicant for employment regarding tenure, compensation, employee benefits, or other terms and conditions of employment because the employer or applicant, one, refuses to undergo or prove receipt of a vaccination against COVID-19 for a reason under B of this section, or two, brings a civil action under B of this section. B. Or D, I'm sorry. An employee or applicant for employment may bring against an employer who violates a provision of this section a civil action in the Superior Court for relief, including injunctive relief, actual damages, and punitive damages. Hmm. So we still don't have personal choice. E, in this section, COVID-19 means the novel coronavirus disease caused by the severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, SARS-CoV-2. Section 2310-450 definitions. In AS 2310-430 through 2310-450, one employer includes A, a person who employs one or more persons, B, the state, C, the University of Alaska, D, the Alaska Railroad, and E, a municipality, school district, or other unit of local government. Two, School district means a borough, school district, a city school district, a regional educational attendance area, a state boarding school, and the state centralized correspondence study program. Three, state agency has the meaning given in AS 4021-150. In section three, AS 2310-430C, subsection two is repealed. That's the bill in its entirety. So it never said you could just say, I don't want it. Right. So what value is that? Why not? Why doesn't it say that? I don't know. I don't know. Is is you know, uh, religious rights have been confirmed by the uh, Supreme Court, United States Supreme Court. So maybe they're trying to walk that fine line where they put this bill forward that they know the well, wouldn't religious this, exemption wouldn't, wouldn't will be upheld. Be, wouldn't this be a violation of the equal protection under the law clause? Because it, it basically allows somebody with religious rights to claim an exemption where somebody who may not have religion does not have an exemption. I, I have no idea. So I mean, that would be a know. question I would ask. Yeah. If I were a defense yeah. attorney or a yeah. prosecutor, somebody, if I were in the position to make an argument, I would say, yeah. let's just boil this down to liberty or not. But then, on Do the we other- have it or do we not? You know... I found this article, it's called the Prep Readiness, Public Readiness Emergency Preparedness Act. And this was actually passed in March 17, 2020. And this is why uh, Mayor Pierce, when he asked, it seems like they've gotten together and agreed on 
a methodology for treating patients at the hospital here. Yes, it's set out very clearly in this. And um, it's actually under section six, seven, and it's about limits on distribution. It states very clearly what the government, and the government has put this into place that allows the CDC to dictate. So I don't understand when you've got the state wants to do that, but you've got the CDC. All the CDC has to do is mandate the vaccines, and that, I think, is useless, unless states really decide to claim their rights, which at this point they have not yet. More and more of them are, you know, uh, governor of uh, Texas, you know, the governor of Florida, a few other governors. Well, you know, there's, there's this... Um I'm sure everybody's heard of the term jury nullification. Okay. Actually, if you want to see the legal system not work like it's designed, okay. next time you get called up for jury duty and the judge has you all sitting in the jury selection room and tells you what their role is, and asks you because they're required to ask you if you have any if you fully understand what they've said and if you have any issues with what they've said or disagree with what they've said um i had the experience where a judge said will you accept the interpretation of the law as i define it <laughs> as he defines it it was a woman actually but yes she defines it and and i said no and she mm -hmm. said, well, why is that, Mr. Floyd? And I said, because I believe in, in uh, the concept of jury nullification. Mm -hmm. We as citizens of the United States have the most power. Mm -hmm. And our, our founders put this, this uh, into our court system. We have more power than the president. Mm -hmm. We have more power than the judiciary. And we have more power than Congress. Because when we go into a courtroom as jurors, we have the authority to judge not only the conditions and circumstances of the prosecution and the case at hand, and to adjudicate that, and as jurors, we also have the right to judge the merits of the law mm. on that individual basis, in that individual case. Now, Whatever we decide as jurors only holds for that one case. Mm -hmm. We can't have it become case law that then applies to all other people who are heard for that. But the, the instance is, you know, a, a man and his family live, I don't know, in some uh, part of Alaska and they've lost their job and hardship has hit them and they're starving to death and they can't find any, any relief, no aid. So they go out and they shoot a moose out of season. They would have a lot of explaining to do when they go to court for taking that moose out of season. But under the jury nullification rule, if they did an, an adequate job, of a sufficient job to show that they were definitely in need mm -hmm. and they had to take this food uh, to avoid starving to death, we as jurors would be able to say, this law does not apply mm -hmm. in this case. Okay. Right. Yeah. So so that's a long explanation for something that maybe you've already heard about. 
Yeah. But there's this other concept that's not as familiar. And it is an old English common law uh, idea. It's called the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. Okay. And basically, in a nutshell, what the doctrine of the lesser magistrate says is that if the governing authority decides to enact a law, a regulation, a policy, a mandate, an edict, you know, put whatever fancy word you want in front of, they're compelling you to do something you don't necessarily want to do. If the lesser magistrate, so in this case we could uh, affiliate that to if the feds pass a law that we don't agree with in Alaska, the Alaska state legislature or lesser mm-hmm. magistrate, the, mm-hmm. the legislative process yeah. here, can look to that law and say, nope, we're not going to do that. A prime example of this is Alaska's marijuana laws. Mm. We have, in essence, told the federal government as okay. a people, not through the legislature, but through referendum, or actually initiative, <laughs> that, um, no, we, we don't accept the, the draconian scheduling of marijuana that we don't believe it has as many of those societal ills as you say it does. We do agree it still needs to be regulated. So therefore, we're going to decriminalize it, but we're going to still control it within the boundaries of our territory. Okay. So that, that is an example of the state exercising the, the, the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. So in this case where we have people like Nancy Pelosi and mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer and Dr. Fauci and Joe Biden and uh, Kim, Camilla, Kamala Harris, <laughs> uh, you know, um, telling us all the things that we should just be good little children and we do. do. Yeah. We, I'm calling for the people in our legislature and in the governor's mansion mm-hmm. to grow a spine. Yes. The legal, the legal support for resistance exists, and you you are morally and ethically mm-hmm. responsible to exert the power you have as the lesser magistrate. Well, then in that bill, then they need to include. It doesn't go far enough. Oh, it does not go far right. enough. If you know, um, and the other thing that I read, I it's Alaska Public Media puts out a. a uh, daily little blurb on news stories the democrats in the house are asking for the governor to declare a state of emergency so then this becomes this bill would become null and void so to be fair to representative carpenter being in the in the minority caucus Mm -hmm. um basically defanged the republicans to be and and made them impotent to be able to accomplish anything that didn't fit the Democrats' narrative and and strategy. This obviously falls outside of their narrative and strategy, and so it's no wonder it hasn't caught traction till now. But I'm, I just think it has to get out there. I think it has to be publicized. If you look at the, the radical changes that are being made in some school districts and school boards because the parents have stood up, and that's just a microcosm of the power that they thought they never... An instance of... They really thought they had no choice, and some of these, what these teachers have been doing have been so egregious that they came out and they said, okay, this is the line, we drew this line. Maybe it's time for... A new governor. 
Well, a new governor or these people that are in the House and the Senate to get together and say, okay, this is the line. Because I don't understand how they think they don't have support when they're being told all the time that they do have support and why they're listening to this very, very small minority. It's, it is a minority of people in Alaska. Well, you know, it used to be that David Eastman, Representative David Eastman from the Valley, was the press's favorite whipping boy. Mm. But focus shifted this year to Senator Laura, Laura Reinbold. Wow. And our own senator here, Peter Michicki, uh, while presenting the optics of of saying we need to be careful and stay masked behind closed doors was not doing that mm. and but as the only real voice on the hill calling for an end to these insane uh procedures and lockdowns and, and mandates he relieved senator reinbold of her committee chairmanship on the judiciary it's punishment he was punishing it was pettiness at the yeah. very least yeah punishing her she wasn't towing the party line his <coughs> his party line wasn't i have no idea what his agenda is the the information is out there i've got a study here that says it's a cdc study masks on school children don't work so why why are they even talking about it? Well, and, and simultaneously, Dr. Fauci, I just heard a, a yeah. clip from him this morning, is saying that, uh, that we need to have a serious discussion about uh, mandating vaccines for all school children. Yeah, and I have one here. Vaccines don't work. It's out of Israel. These are not all studies that are produced here in little Kenai, Alaska. These are international studies that have been done. The CDC one was, uh, I forget what state this is, a this one on the vaccines is, uh, you know, Israel has one of the highest vaccine rates in the world. They're now going on their third shot. And their cases of COVID and deaths are just skyrocketing. skyrocketing. Yeah, I think the last study I saw yeah. or, or statistics were 78% of all of the Delta variant infections in, and, and, and I, say that, I say that very, um, I don't like to say Delta variant infections mm. because there's not they don't even have a test they don't for the, test for it they know they don't have a test no, for the delta variant so a lot of this is conjecture okay you're sick you have the symptoms of covid oh it's delta variant well and the other thing is they've they've skewed the numbers because in israel they now count anyone within two weeks of your second vaccination is counted as being unvaccinated and if you've only had one jab you're counted as being unvaccinated, which is the same in the U.S., in a lot of places in the U.S. A lot of the data, and it's the same, I think, in England, a lot of the data is being put forward when they say it's amongst the, back, the unvaccinated, where they're counting that subset there, which actually should be taken out, because they do have some, they should have some vaccinated immunity if they do. So what are we going to do now, now that they've discovered that the antibodies don't last enough? and they need a third jab are we now counting somebody that has two jabs is unvaccinated for the well, purposes well let's of their let's study? talk about the you know yesterday i gave you a call mm -hmm. uh about this yep. question concerning convalescent blood oh yeah remember yeah. early on in the pandemic um how 
blood banks were reluctant mm-hmm. to take blood from anybody who reported having had COVID yep. and having survived it. Yeah. Well, now there's a interesting new trend. Yeah. Were you able to learn anything about no, just the convalescent blood situation? Just that it looks like the Red Cross is no longer taking convalescent blood. We just had a friend uh, enter the building. Hello. If you're free, you should pull up a chair, pull up a April. Chair. Should, we're talking about convalescent Miss, blood. Miss Miss COVID survivor too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You yeah. just came out of quarantine, right? I ivermectin. Yeah. Ivermectin helped. Ivermectin hydroxychloroquine. Quin- and a See. And, and a ZPAC. And what and a but you're you're upright, and it's only been four or five days. Can I see the tracheotomy? The the the. But my recovery was in a couple of days yeah you uh, and joe I rogan I, but i stayed home but you and joe rogan yeah he yeah. did the same yeah now so they're critics now they they and there was a third one there's another one i can't remember who so it was. so basically you know i was speaking with uh, an unnamed source oh. in juno oh okay <laughs> in the capitol building okay and uh, that was one of the benefits of going down there for three three months is i now have connections oh but uh, you know this is a, this is an issue that's come up with the with the blood bank and um, mm-hmm. and blood banks across the country is now they're saying um, we're not sure that we really want the blood from people who've been vaccinated. No, the because those who survived this this so this so-called convalescent blood issue, mm-hmm. they're showing that th- their blood mm-hmm. has. A more dimensional, they, and this were the, the terms that were given to me, a more dimi- a broader dimensional <laughs> ability to fight infection. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. those with the spike protein mm-hmm. coming from the so-called vaccine, vaccine. are unidimensional and less capable of mm-hmm. fighting infection, i.e. they make the body weaker. Yes. And so the blood banks are like, ah, oh, you got vaccine. Mm. You know, I remember back before COVID, the blood bank would have these blood drives because they were like, hey, folks, we're out of blood. We really need blood. Yeah. So now what are they going to do when, if, you know, they're trying to get to whatever, 70%, 80%, 100% no. vaccination. And they've, they've, they've discovered, they realize that they're what? They've yeah, tainted. They they, they, they they have they have uh, tainted blood now. So, and so so let's say I get in a car accident today, like God forbid, and I need a blood transfusion. And it, but I've chosen not to be vaccinated because I have naturally survived COVID. Mm-hmm. Am I going to get the spike protein injected into me without my knowledge, without my my permission? It's likely. Mm-hmm. It's very likely. People need to be aware of this. People need to be, um, you know, I have no problem with people wanting to pursue the vaccine. Go ahead. You know, just like I don't have any problem with somebody smoking their brains out in the back room mm-hmm. with marijuana or whatever else, so long as that doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. The second it affects me or my children, now your expression of freedom has impeded my own. Mm-hmm. And that I don't condone. But... In medical freedom, you know, we should be able to do what we feel is in the best interest for our health and not be coerced into uh, taking the jab 
so that somebody can feel good about their their uh you know well they've been, they've been talked into it through fear and and the other half of the fear so they've been talked in it into it through fear and then in order to justify and feel better about it they've turned it into this very wonderful sense of you have a values you know you, you're you're much better than everyone else because you're doing it you're taking one for the team sticker time oh i love those stickers here's an old-timey 1950s yeah. graphic of a scientist looking through a microscope and it says if you can't ask questions it's not science Mm-mm. when we're not allowed to ask questions i when had an uh, interesting conversation you know, uh, and and for those of you who like to watch movies or documentaries or things, I highly encourage the movie produced a number of years ago by Ben Stein called Intelligence Expelled. Mm. And what Ben Stein was talking about was this idea of design in nature. That molecular biologists, when they look down at some of the smallest things in our universe... They actually see design. That it's not random chance and just, you know, uh, amino acids and, and different proteins that just, you know, randomly align to, to bring about life. But that, that there is a very clear evidence of intentional design in the different parts and pieces of our cells and how they're made up and how they function and how they work. And anybody who, uh, Mr. Stein's premise is that basically anybody who questions the established science you know we've heard this the the (laughs) science is settled science is settled all right the settled science anybody who questions that status quo and says "Eh, i'm seeing something different can we ask some questions about that you know maybe maybe we haven't quite figured it all out they're blackballed they're silenced Mm -hmm. they're fully tenured peer-reviewed uh, experts in their own fields drummed out of academia mm-hmm. and out of the American science institutions because they will not comply with the rigid, dogmatic uh, crowd of folks who say the science is settled. And I, Mr. Stein points back to Nazi Germany mm-hmm. and says this level of, of intellectual tyranny uh, didn't it hasn't existed since the Nazi Germany? Well, I would argue that he needs to do an update <laughs> to intelligence expelled mm-hmm. and talk about what's happening with this science because mm-hmm. they got away with that and now they're pushing this that science and medicine are pushing this this idea that that all the questions have been answered. Anyone who questions the status quo is a heretic and that they should not be practicing medicine. You wait. We will see more and more of these doctors losing licenses, the ones who are are giving us hydroxychloroquine, the ones who are giving us the monoclonal antibody therapy, the ones who are giving us the 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 um, ivermectin. You know, and 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 isn't it interesting to note that the media keeps drumming away on this idea that um, that we're all taking horse dewormer. But the original on-label use for ivermectin was to treat river blindness. Yes. 
river blindness, and, and which 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 is a is a a tragic illness that strikes people in temperate zones. And and the the scientist that developed ivermectin in 2015 won a Nobel Prize for this. One of the very few Nobel prizes awarded for a a, a medicine. It's so short a time ago, it's only six years ago. And he didn't win the Nobel Prize for ivermectin for horse dewormer. It was for a medication for river blindness. Well, if they we, never even qualified it as, I, I think they found it later as a, you know, it wasn't even included. In grab, it. grab that mic, April, you have something to say. I'm just going to say that um, ivermectin's safety record is beyond measure, and it was has never been called into question until now, until it was going to be used against uh, big the, pharma, the COVID virus. Right. It it has been. They have given out billions of doses of ivermectin, and the other thing is, is that when they're promoting um, misinformation like this, it's a horse dewormer. We have tons of medications that cross animal yes. and human use well let's lines. let's just start instead of calling the vaccine a vaccine because it's not a it's vaccine, not a vaccine. why don't we have. start calling it the um the ferret killer oh is that kills ferrets yeah well in in the animal <laughs> studies right oh, right yeah. so so all 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 medications with the exception of one of these vaccines go through animal studies before they're given to humans, mm -hmm. all of them. Mm -hmm. So if they're effective and the animals don't all die and it treats the illness or ailment that they're studying, then they go on to become approved for labeled and off-labeled uses mm -hmm. for humans. So using the left's logic, every medicine we take that's ever been used on animals mm -hmm. to cure an ailment or a disease should be rightly so given the name of that study so whether it was all the ferrets they killed uh, making this uh, one of these these jabs um, or or maybe it was a bunch of lab rats mm -hmm. uh, you know or maybe it was dogs maybe it was maybe it was uh, swine or we should just start labeling all medications I took some um, uh, cat medicine maybe this morning or maybe it was dog <laughs> medicine I don't know. I found a list of um, veterinary medications, and omeprazole is on there, which is an acid reflux medication that I take daily. Which also makes canaries very uh, compliant and, and wonderful. I, I, I guess anybody who, 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 you know, has gone under a general anesthesia, a lot of those medications started out as horse, animal, dog medications. Oh, I thought you were going to so say I horse just, something else. I just want to say one thing. If, if you read it in the news... Jen, just do like most of us do. Do your research. Um, don't believe what you're hearing in the news because it's usually um, a distraction or it is a half-truth or... Don't be um, willingly ignorant Don't be willingly compliant. ignorant. Do your research. We have uh, the capability today to look up anything. We have the capability of researching. We have the when we have these amazing brains, let's use them. Well, and and don't let your political tribalism mm -hmm. kill you. Well, you know, if 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 you're it, so I'm a Christian. It's no no secret, mm -hmm. and I have a, a former colleague who was, you know, fully out lesbian, and uh, married. 
mm-hmm. happily married. Uh, she's divorced now, but um, happily married and had a child and uh, from a previous relationship. And and um, she made a comment to me one day that said, basically, you know, I can't wait till your young daughter can come with us and do this this academic thing we're doing. And I told her, I said, well, my daughter's not there yet. She's still learning grace. She said, mm-hmm. well, what do you mean? I said, well, I've raised her as a Christian. And uh, she knows what the Bible says about homosexuality. And um, uh, she knows what the Bible's definition of appropriate sexuality is. And she's very uh, concrete, mm-hmm. you know, as most teenagers and kids are. They're very black yeah. and white. And I said, uh, I'm, I'm teaching her to learn grace. Because it's not our job to judge people. No. It's yeah. not our job to, job to force people to do th- anything. Just like it's not our job to force our neighbors to get jabbed. Mm-hmm. And what I told her is I said, as a, as a Bible-believing Christian and as a professed friend of yours, what kind of friend would I be or Christian would I be if I did not tell you yeah. that uh, Christ came to save the world from a disease called sin and everyone on the planet is dying from it but that when he came he brought a cure and the cure costs nothing Mm -hmm. it's freely given and freely received if you receive it and that once you do that that you've you've received an inoculation against this thing called sin and death and that that there's this this eternal sort of reward awaiting you what kind of friend would i be if i did not tell you about this cure and i knew you were dying but I was too concerned about how it might make you feel, that you might be offended, mm-hmm. that I might, um, you know, promote an idea that there's this novel treatment that you may not necessarily feel comfortable about, but nonetheless, it's a treatment and it will cure you. What kind of friend am I mm-hmm. if I'm so concerned about your perception of me that I'm not willing to save you from certain death? And I said, I, I had told her, I said, you know, um, at the end of this conversation, we may not be friends, but mm-hmm. that's not going to be my choice because I will choose to continue to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my daughter's not at the place yet no. where she would willingly come and associate mm-hmm. with the program that you're doing because she is uh, so sensitive to the personal life choices you've made. Yeah. The reality is she's dying from the same disease you are. It just has a different name. Mm-hmm. And... And so, you know, that was an attempt to say, let's step back from our tribal sort of lines and just have an honest conversation and say that, you know, I'm not here to coerce you into anything. But if I don't give you the information, then I'm complicit in your death. And so just like with the vaccine here and, and these mandates and all this other information out there, anybody who... remain silent to the facts that are available to them and willingly just adheres to a party line for the sake of optics becomes complicit in the lie Mm -hmm. and in doing so becomes a contributor to the deaths, the needless Mm -hmm. deaths of people who might otherwise have been saved, (laughs) most likely would have been saved by a prophylactic or therapeutic intervention with one of these many, uh, now we're seeing many other options Mm -hmm. available to people. But then on the other hand, the government has set up a situation where they've tied the hands of our healthcare providers. 
And that's what this PREP Act is. The PREP Act was well over a year ago. It was President Trump initiated it, but it was a way, and it's actually an existing program because it talks about Marburg disease, Ebola, nerve agents. So this has been enacted other times. But the one that they put in place, and you know more about how bills work, is specifically for COVID and it's very, very comprehensive. And one of the things that it does, and this is just for an excerpt from it, section seven, limitations on distribution. It Within this, it says, it, Anything, as long as our medical professionals follow these regulations and use only the medications, the procedures authorized by the CDC, they are protected from liability. The minute they go off brand, they're not. And that's why it must take a lot of courage for a doctor today as some doctors have, to stand up and say, I'm going to try these. Go off-label. Go off-label. Even knowing that it's removing yes, my... Yes, because this, this, act, this act is still in place. So, it's not so you being have, repealed. So that begs the question, if, if, if they feel confident enough to do so, knowing the potential outcome of a, a bad decision, why would they do it? Unless they knew that it was effective. They know that, it, that ivermectin is effective. They know hydroxychloroquine is effective. But I, I don't think a lot of doctors do. I think a lot of doctors um, just do their job. They're like a lot of us. Why doesn't everyone know about the, the, the medical treatment that they're calling a vaccine? Why does, the information's been out there. Why do they call ivermectin a, a horse dewormer when the information's out there? Um, well, I'll tell you why. Everything we need to know is in this packet of stickers. Oh, you love those stickers. Yeah. The media mm -hmm. is the new virus. It is. That's why. Yeah. That's why we don't know. Because the media mm -hmm. is complicit. Mm -hmm. The media is complicit in, in crimes against humanity. And, and they've fallen for it. So how do we get our medical professionals well, to at least look at stuff. Well, Maybe well a, they, a, they need to tune in to the conservative uh, our hour of power. power and just listen to common the common laity, mm -hmm. uh, those of us commoners out here who don't have PhDs but yeah. do have critical minds and, and can look at things from a, a position of logic and reason. And then they need to look at the readily available statistics coming out of India and Mexico and Japan Japan and Africa you know Africa the, you know they use hydroxychloroquine for the on-label purpose of stopping the spread of malaria yep and infection yep and <gasps> wow you know subsequently they're also less likely to get infected by COVID and there's a wonderful graphic if you you know to look up and I just didn't print it off, but it's that sub-Saharan, South Africa is not included, and uh, Northern Africa is not included, but any of that middle central It's part because their healthcare systems are so much more advanced than our own. Yeah, I guess, I guess, if you want dirt floors and, um, and whatnot. This just in from the sticker packet. Oh, no. Uh, friendly reminder, mm -hmm. it was the government that stole your freedoms, destroyed your businesses, and ruined your children's futures. 
not unvaccinated people. Yep. But they would have you believe different. You know? Another one. I hope you're all enjoying week 271 <laughs> of three weeks of flatten the curve. <laughs> flatten the curve. So the question that I have to ask is, you know, I, now I know a couple of people who've died from the original mm-hmm. str- strain. I do too. I know nobody who has died. I don't even know anybody who knows somebody who's died from the Delta variant at this point. The assumed Delta variant. The assumed Delta variant. The assumed Delta variant. You know, it's likely they died from the original variant. Which which, which is also probably the flu. Yeah. But, um, you know. If the situation was hopeless, their propaganda would be unnecessary. Why are they selling it so hard? Because That's it's, the question. it's 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 not hopeless. It's uh, they've smushed a lot of stuff in there. You look at the stats on um, it was Australia. Well, worldwide, the flu disappeared last year. Where did it go? It doesn't work like that. It's not like all of a sudden nature decides. Well, we're not going to give the flu out this year. We're going to just let everybody get COVID. That got rolled into COVID. It's the same with this RSV, you know. How many of these have been misdiagnosed? There's been studies coming out, and I I don't know if people understand this massive testing that they're doing. The people that are doing the testing, first of all, there's machines that actually do the work. All that's required is a a lightly trained technician inserts. And by the way, um, our... Swabs are not test are not uh, analyzed here on the Kenai. Did you know that? No. The te- COVID tests go to Anchorage, not Shenzhen, China. Not Shenzhen, but they're still picked up and go to. Well, I'll tell so- you what. Last week I got really sick, mm-hmm. and it was like it was it was at the beginning stages. It was very similar to what happened to me when I got mm. first bout of so-called COVID. COVID if I had yeah. COVID, yeah. Um. So, you know, being in food service, I was like, oh, man, I better I better just stay home. Yeah. And uh, you can now buy rapid tests, by the way. Oh, really? At Fred Meyer. Oh, the didn't 15 know that. minutes. You just do it. Your didn't home know key. That. You know, ironically, it was the same test, same same style of test uh, that I had to take when I went through Canada. Oh, gosh. Except instead of sending it to a lab, it's got this little uh, thing like your pregnancy test oh. does, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, Michelle brought one home. I jabbed the thing up my nose and did the whole, you know, thing. Just about gagged and choked and sputtered. Uh. And, but it said I was negative. But we read it. And this, this, uh, this test is manufactured in China. Yeah. You know, and I couldn't help but wonder if I wasn't, like, injecting some other issue into my head. <laughs> you know, oh. by, by, by taking this, this, uh, this product of China and with some kind of unknown chemical that reads who knows what and jabbing it up my nose. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I don't trust the FDA. I don't trust Dr. Fauci. I don't trust Dr. Zink. I don't trust Dunleavy. I don't trust Biden. I don't, I don't know why we should when they every single one, every single person that you mentioned has a vested interest in sustaining this, um, they get an extra, says in this article, they get an extra $30,000 per COVID death. Hospitals get an extra $30,000 per COVID death, in addition to all the other, who knows, 
monies that they're getting per COVID case, per COVID death, per, per whatever. You put it on the list. Why would you, I was talking to someone, um, I know someone that worked at a company that was a division of a large pharmaceutical company. And uh, this person said uh, it was really interesting, and they later got split off, and it, they, they knew the minute they get split off from the large pharmaceutical company, because all the money stopped flowing. And we're talking about money for all kinds of things. Uh, we're talking about money for extra days off. We're talking about money they would do um, community projects on. Just tons of, they, they, they worked all, they almost 30% of the time they didn't work because they were so busy doing all these community-based projects. So what I don't understand is we're, we're blaming the guy that owns the CEO of the pharmaceutical company, when everyone that works at those companies is complicit in this because as long as the money rolls, as long as they're making billions of dollars, and this is what people forget, everyone has a vested interest in this being maintained. Because I can just imagine that these pharmaceutical companies that are manufacturing, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a testing device, whether it's a, 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 a you know, a, a, your daily COVID pill. A daily COVID pill. You don't think those scientists that are developing that are their their budgets right now are unlimited, unlimited. What about the testing facilities that are doing the testing? You don't think these people that are doing the tests want this to go on? Oh, of course they do. They want it. There's a huge, you know, there's a, there's a great interest in in this being maintained. So if it weren't for the fabricated statistics, mandatory <laughs> face masks, and 24-7 media fear-mongering, you'd have no idea there's a deadly pandemic going on. That was from the White Rose. Yeah. Uh, I have the website pulled up now. Okay. It is https colon forward slash forward slash thewhiterose.uk. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure that they have links. Oh, they have books and T-shirts yeah. and international yeah. and donate and yeah. all kinds of things. Uh, they have a qu question right at the front. Mask mandatory, social distancing, lockdown after lockdown, loneliness and depression, false test results, forced vaccination, ruined businesses and livelihoods, all because of a virus less deadly than a strong flu. Time for resistance. That's their call to action. And I am going to close out this session with a call to action to you. You as our listener are very important. We're asking you to tell others about us. Please spread the word. Uh, we only get stronger as our numbers grow. And so the more of you who listen and the more of you who seek to expand your own uh, wisdom and knowledge through learning, reading, listening, watching... Um, the more of us there are, the less of them there are. And we have to shift the balance of the scales back to something more closely resembling sanity. And um, on September 19th, there is going to be a Liberty Rally that's going to be held in Soldotna Creek Park. It'll be starting at 2 p.m. We're asking you to come down, bring your signs, bring a coat. Uh, you know, there might be time yet for you to order your packet of White Rose stickers. And uh, they're actually really cool. I like stickers just in mm. general. Um, but they're very well done. Um, 
and uh, it costs nothing, Loretta. It costs zero. And it's so, anonymous. So there's no, yeah, it's uh, it's anonymous on her envelope. It doesn't even have her name on it or their name. It's just a blank addressed envelope to her. So, um, you know, get your packet of white rose uh, stickers today and get ready to um, embellish those COVID-19 posters you may see there's hanging a, there's around. There's a bunch in the park. There's a bunch in the park. They're all but, over. Um, you know, the, the, the point here, folks, is we have to take the muzzles off. We have to become active. We have to say no more. This is where the line is drawn. And we have to hold our elected officials accountable to standing for us. Um, I have invited a number of people uh, to come to this event. We have Representative Kirka and Representative Eastman from the Valley who have tentatively said they will be there. Uh, we've also engaged the offices of uh, Ron Gillum, uh, uh, Representative Ben Carpenter, Representative Sarah Vance, and also the office of Senator Laura Reinbold, the only legislature legislator in this past term or a session to push back and resist at all costs. Everyone else caved. Everyone else caved. She never stepped down. She never stepped back. She remained vigilant. And regardless of what she was told, she remained non-compliant to the point where she had to have armed security escort her around the building because that's what the leg legislative council decreed in their rules for the session in their draconian lockdown of the building <laughs> had three or four more people stood next to her and done the same thing they would have run out of security guards to escort people around the building and the whole thing would have collapsed like a house of cards she was one and the only one who demonstrated true grit and had a spine. You may agree with her politics. You may not agree with her politics. Regardless, she's principled, and we are hoping she will come to this event. Uh, we will be putting together a health liberty manifesto, a declaration that will be delivered to all of the uh, legislative bodies on the peninsula, uh, those in the city council, the borough assembly, the school board, um, city councils across the peninsula, with a list of expectations we have for those governing uh, bodies to enact further protections and make statements, resolutions, uh, whatever is necessary to begin to demonstrate and practice the doctrine of the lesser magistrate mm -hmm. in defense of your liberty and mine. Thank you for joining us, friends and family. Uh, we welcome you to and encourage you to go to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club website, which is www.ammocancoffee.ninja. Check it out. Click on the Members tab. We now have membership, paid membership options and opportunities. Those come with a whole basket of amenities, and um, we are actively seeking business partners to uh, engage in affiliate sales, providing uh, 
special discounts and promotions for our members. The Ammo Can Coffee Social Club now uh, boasts a membership of over 2,000 people, and we expect that expect that to continue to grow. So support us. Uh, check us out on Patreon. You can support the podcast with uh, your donations. That will be greatly appreciated as we will invest in better equipment. And we are also looking forward to um, some entertainment options and opportunities. I actually sent out some emails yesterday to some national comics. And we are headed down the path to bring uh, a comedian a high-profile comedian into our community, and that will be a ticketed event for members and their guests. So the only way you can attend is become a member or be a guest of a member. And uh, your donations, participation, feedback, and involvement are all important. Final words, Loretta? None whatsoever. Sounds pretty exciting. I'm going to keep hanging around. It's exciting. All right, folks. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. And don't miss the concert on Friday night with Mark Mm. Hutton, 6 to 8 p.m., bring a donation. He supports uh, worthy causes locally with your funds, and he's a pretty darn good uh, guitar player. So talk to you later. Have a nice week, everybody. So here's a little bit of bonus content. Actually, uh, we had concluded the podcast, but right as we were doing so, a community member came in and handed me a flyer. It says COVID community conversation number two. So apparently there's been a number one, but number two, it says uh, interested in learning about the parallels with Nazi Germany. And today, please join us for a historical visit back to Germany and an open forum discussing personal pressing COVID issues that are impacting our local community. Where? The Sterling Community Center. When? Sunday, September 12th from two to four. Then there's a quote provided. Uh, right above the image of a boxcar. It says, Once a government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one way to go, and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all its citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear. End quote. That was from President Harry S. Truman. So... Lots of people are beginning to awaken to the fact that yesterday is not as it is today. Tomorrow is likely to be worse unless we stand up together. So check out these many opportunities to join in, be part of an ever-expanding knowledge base and community. We appreciate your feedback and participation. 